This is Chrysalis. Part 3 I stared ahead with a mix of fear and apprehension. Vast swaths of undefinable beige mounds, dried, brittle vegetation, a dense, fire-orange puddle of liquid brimming with charred animal flesh. This was my plate of food, daring me to eat it. Marking my place at this lonely table was my place card. Dalkit. Table 10. I had made the mistake of eating Zanvirian food three minutes ago and was still trying to recover from the shivers, numb mouth, and itchy throat. To call their cuisine spicy would be an understatement. No, Raisin sauce was spicy. Linus tree melons were spicy, but this... This was a health hazard, passing its flavor. I pushed the square plate a few inches away and drink, bracing for the impact of its deep, bitter taste. I cursed myself again for listening to Nakstani's advice when ordering my food. Being my new boss, maybe her recommendation was an honest one, but knowing her personality, maybe it had been a prank. Considering my naivete and Zunvirian fare... Probably the latter. I leaned back in my chair and gazed at my surroundings. We were in the Hall of the Four Columns. It was one of the most luxurious rooms in Zanvir's Imperium Palace, with tall ceilings engraved in gold and jade hieroglyphs that told the history of the Empire-turned-Republic. The ceiling was supported by the columns, four massive pillars of glass that shone with their own pulsating light bathing the room in a green glow. Dwarfed by the columns, the guests dined, drank, and mingled. The elite of the Zanvir Republic were present. Admirals, tribe leaders, politicians, and powerful business tycoons. They talked in pairs and groups, walking around tables and servants joking loudly with each other. I never felt more out of place. I fiddled with my food utensil, a steel pincer, as I wished to be anywhere but here. A few months ago, I had a promising career as a high-ranking delegate at one of the core worlds of the Galactic Federal Council, right in the center of the action. But in a turn of events, I was still coming to terms with, I had been ostensibly exiled to the distant reaches of the Orion Arm. Eating Zenvirian slop. I scanned the guests and spotted my boss among them, Nakstani. She was at the center of a conversation, confidently talking to the Emperor himself. Ambassador Nakstani at the Galactic Federal Council was an odd piece. Like me, she was Sanxian, coming from one of the oldest worlds in the Galactic Council, a lush and peaceful agrarian planet sustained mostly by tourism. Sanxians were nimble beings of thin bodies, large eyes, and smooth, silvery skins, known for being polite and diligent. Where I myself was a good example of that stereotype, my boss was anything but. Nakstani acted like she was a local herself, laughing with intensity, slapping the shoulders of whomever she was talking to, drinking and sampling anything put before her. At first, I found the contrast between her boisterous behavior and her delicate looks to be problematic. 
But as a representative of the council, Nakstani used it to her advantage. She might not have commanded a fleet like some of the admirals in the room, but she certainly commanded their respect. She bowed to the emperor and walked back to our table. She slid onto the seat beside me and eyed the discarded plate. Hey, aren't you gonna eat that? Um, no. In fact, I suspect the sauce might be laced with some sort of hallucinogenic. Mm, mm. Yeah. I think it is. Really? How can you eat that? Oh, that's not that bad. Besides, nobody's going to tell you their secrets if you aren't willing to try their food first. All right. What is it? What? Come on, spill it. I thought you wanted this position. To be here, an assistant ambassador, but obviously there's something you don't like, so speak up. I dislike the brashness of her question. Ambassadors were supposed to be tactful and discreet. So I responded in kind with a brash answer. There weren't many ways in which I could be further punished for my brutal honesty. It wasn't like I could be transferred to a less pleasant post. Okay, look, yes, yes, I did, I did want the assistant position, just not here. I applied to Nyatin Prime, but it seems someone upstairs wanted to punish me. You think you were punished? Well, yeah, yes, sure. What, what other reason would they want to send me here as far away into the periphery as possible? <laughs> oh, you are such a fool. They sent you here because I asked for you. <laughs> Wait, what? You, you did... Why? Because... I read your examination essay, the one where you <clears throat> talked about making a difference, because I thought you wanted to be somewhere important. I was going somewhere important, like the core worlds, not here. Oh, I see. Nice and Prime? Well, yes. Yes, Nyatin and Prime is where high governance is based. It's where all the grand ministers are. It's where the action is, Nakstani. Oh, nonsense. Listen to me. Nice and Prime? It's an illusion. Yes, all the bigwigs are there, all the celebrities. They get together, throw some parties, some charity fundraisers, something to stay in the limelight, or to get their ten minutes of fame. All the while, you'd just be sending their invitations. You go there, you turn into a mindless drone. Nyatin Prime is where the Fifth Accords were signed, for crying out loud. Where they were signed, sure. Well, where do you think they were negotiated? It was in rooms like this. This is the frontier... This is the threshold where ideas become reality. That next war that will shape the destiny of entire worlds? That next peace treaty that will ensure the survival of a species? That next volume of our collective history? All the action starts here, in this room, right now. Actually, I think it already started. I was stunned and embarrassed. I had been handpicked chosen by her for an important position. I had to get my head back in the game. So do you mean that the reports were true? The Zunvirian fleet is mobilizing. The third fleet left port two weeks ago. The first and fourth both leave in three days. Seems like the Zunvir Republic is going to war. Offensive or defensive? You tell me. Huh. You just have to know how to read between the lines. My eyes darted discreetly. The Zanvirians appeared relaxed, 
joking and drinking. I saw a group of tribe leaders burst into raucous laughter, slapping each other's backs. It looked contrived and genuine. I studied further, noticing all the little details and underlying patterns. The emperor was talking to everyone, but he never strayed far from his own guards. Was he afraid? The tribe leaders were joking, but their reactions were hollow. Was their attention somewhere else? The admirals were socializing, but only in exclusive cliques, speaking hastily. Discussing war strategies, maybe? So? Defensive. They're spooked. Good. Go on. Well, they're projecting an image of strength, but... They're nervous beneath. It's all a facade. And what do you think could have caused that? In internal strife? A coup attempt, perhaps. I don't think so. All factions are represented here. Whatever it is, they're all in it together. So, an external enemy? Yep, yes. They have been attacked. The more I thought about it, the clearer it became. An external menace was the only thing that could have united the different tribes and factions that made up Zunvir's highest social layer. It would be a good motivation to put their differences aside for the time being. But still, there was something that didn't fit. So why not ask us for help? The Zunvir Republic is an associated state to the Council per the Accords, we're obligated to support them in a defensive war against an external aggressor. That's the question, isn't it? What do you think? Well, it's political. Asking for help now would make the ruling tribe seem weak and possibly hurt their chances at keeping the emperorship in the election. Hmm. You're learning. But no, that wouldn't explain why all the other factions are keeping their mouths shut. Then why? Why? I mean, if, if the message of strength is not directed at one of the factions, then who else is here that... I paused to consider who else was in the room. I had stumbled into my own answer. It was... us. That was it. Clear as day. A message of strength, of unity, directed at... us. The Republic was going to war... The Galactic Council knew it, and Zunvir was uniting to deliver a message. This entire dinner was a charade, a play, and the two of us were the intended audience. I felt a shiver down my spine as I imagined the other dinner guests in the room staring me down, scrutinizing my every gesture, and Nakstani's behavior Drinking, joking, talking to everyone, it had been another message. A reply of her own. As I considered the implications, Nakstani leaned towards me and spoke with a smile. Aha, uh -huh. now you see it. Why you should have eaten your meal. I nodded in agreement, frozen with my hands flat on the table. I felt my heart in my throat and heard its rapid beating in my head. So this is how the infamous game is played. <laughs> the real stuff. 
threats and bluffs masquerading as jokes and spicy sauces, ironic that I had yearned to be someplace important. And now that I was right at the center of a burgeoning conflict, the crucial signs had all missed me. They are hiding something, and they don't want us to interfere because there's something they don't want us to know. And doesn't that make you just a little bit curious? She was right. I was curious. The Zunvir Republic had been attacked, but they were trying to hide it. Why? Because there must be something, some critical piece of information that they want to keep secret. Something that could have tremendous consequences if divulged. We need to learn who's behind it. Who's attacking them. Agreed. Which is why you have a rendezvous in ten minutes with the... She paused for a moment. And I could see bright yellow lines appear in her eyes as she connected her augmented irises. One Corvette Captain Avamir of the Buclan tribe. <laughs> of course you've got them all. And you've got a meeting. Third level, Eastern Terrace. I suggest you get going. Don't worry. I'll stay here and hold down the fort. <laughs> season means stocking up on some essentials like decorations and an ugly sweater. With the Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card, you can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. The essentials have never felt more rewarding. Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding to apply now. Copyright 2020 Bank of America Corporation. In 60 minutes, you can fulfill your alcohol orders through Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can easily browse your favorite brands, compare prices of local stores, and then have your necessary spirit supplies delivered, just in time to craft your next chrysalis cocktail. Download the app or visit DRIZLY.com today. Use code DUST and save $5 on your first order. As I walked out of the hall, my legs felt stiff and my movements rigid. I concentrated on keeping a normal pace. I tried avoiding the eyes of the other guests without looking like I was shunning them. It was hard. The terrace, a large expanse of marble overlooking the palace's lush gardens, was empty when I arrived. I walked past the bronze statues depicting long-dead military heroes, each with a small placard underneath telling their stories which tribe they belonged to, which forgotten battles they had fought, entire lives summed up in three sentences. I now realized that the place cards at our tables were an homage to these placards. Same size, same color, same font. I paused at the edge of the balcony. Beyond the black expanse of sky, I could see the myriad city lights of the Zanvirian capital covering the horizon, the traffic crawling towards the spaceport, the twin avenues, the spiraling towers that the powerful Anakax tribe had built in the commercial district. Suddenly, my augmented irises warned me of an approaching figure before my own eyes could register it, a Zanvirian. I waited for the local to approach, enabling the recording function of the irises. I was still thinking of an opening line when the Zanvirian spoke first. The deceptive lizard doesn't deem me worthy of her time, so she sends her minion. Corvette Captain Avamir. My name is Dalkit. I'm the assistant ambassador. Nakstani sends her apologies. 
She couldn't excuse herself from the dinner party, but I can assure Just you... Just ask what you want. Very well. We would like to know why the Zunverian fleet is mobilizing. You were with the first, correct? Yes. We're mobilizing in response to an attack. What happened? Two months ago, we lost contact with a group of resource scanning ships in one of our uninhabited external systems. Two days later, the squadron that was sent in response was also lost, followed by an attack against an advanced frontier outpost. We attempted several incursions to retake control of the system, all of which were repelled. Four weeks ago, the entire Sixth Fleet gathered at the closest neighboring star in order to lead a massive counterattack, but they were surprised by the enemy before they could put the plan into motion. There were no survivors. The enemy dismantled our transmitters on Ganymede and continued to amass a presence emanating from there. You're telling me that you've already lost a fleet, a communication hub, and the star system? No. We've lost two fleets and three systems. All of the systems were unpopulated, but judging by the advance of the attackers, we expect them to reach the first of our inhabited planets in less than a week. The remaining fleets are mobilizing to protect the colony. Where, where, where? Which colony? Yovit. I've heard of this planet before. With two million settlers already, it was one of the most promising newly claimed worlds, and the Republic was investing a good amount of its resources in its development. Who is attacking you, and why? You have heard of the pain proverb, yes. Pain breeds pain. We must fight the wars that our forefathers wage. There is no escape from the ghost of our past. So it's a ghost. And does this ghost have a name? Taran. With that, he walked away, leaving me alone on the terrace. I stood there, numb, processing the information. Finally, I opened a line back to Nakstani and sent her the recording from my irises. You got that? Yeah. Never heard of these Terrans before. Hmm. But at least now we know where the fleets are going. Any ideas of what we should do next? Dowcat... Didn't you say you were from an agricultural world? I frowned at the question. What was she playing at? We were both from the same world, so of course she already knew. And just then, I realized her hidden message. <laughs> Despite myself, I had to smile as I played along. <laughs> yeah, sure I am. And ever since I've gotten here, I've been curious about... Zunverian agricultural techniques and farming practices, like, say, the ones they use in their colony worlds. Oh, really? Well, uh, in that case, we should make an official visit to one of them. I've heard Yovit is lovely this time of year. That was part three of Chrysalis, performed by Corey Hawkins, Tony Collette, Shay Wiggum, and Matthew Wolfe, directed by Alex Kemp. Chrysalis was written by S.H. Serrano and adapted by Stephen Michael and Macklin Malogi. Chrysalis is executive produced by Corey Hawkins, executive produced by Stephen Michael, and associate produced by Sarah Newton at Gunpowder and Sky. This season is produced by Toby Lawless at Wolf at the Doors Studios.